Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eddie Daddy from the Point After Show. I'm here with Hypertension Tommy Lipko, because after a little 30-yard dash with his dog this afternoon, he thought he was going to have a heart attack. And because tonight's game, we are recording on a Monday as always, uh, but Antonio Brown is playing tonight, and there's some playoff implications for Tommy making our League of Notes, uh, the Lipko's Legends playoffs. So he's playing uh, Big Tom Lipko, his father. We'll Big see what Tom happens. Callahan. We'll see what happens. I'm uh, a little nervous, if I could be honest. Uh, with I have Boswell going, and I have a four and a half point lead versus Antonio Brown. Things don't look good, but with the toe injury, hopefully he's just out there as a decoy tonight, and I could pull off the win and sneak into playoffs. But I'm a realist. Low, if it's a low scoring game and a couple field goals uh, are made by Boswell, even though like last week he botched that, uh, which. We played last week, and I had some hope, false hope, it turned out to be, when, when Boswell missed the, that extra point. But, you know, things can happen. Oh. Maybe he kicks a 50-yarder, a couple... couple, like couple four of them, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you never know. That I'm rooting. Hopefully, hopefully I get the win. Otherwise, my brother's going to bust my ass about not making playoffs again, and I just can't have it. Can't have it, Ed. There's yeah. no place in our league for missing playoffs every year. No, I know. And uh, Cabby, he's out sick this week so he won't be with us tonight so it's just the two of us in the studio if you saw our primetime picks check them out on facebook and twitter at point after show and uh if you subscribe to us or like us on facebook it's just the point after show but it's december it's fantasy football playoffs uh, i'm in I, I made playoffs in three leagues i did not make playoffs in our league of note unfortunately uh but you know there's always next year uh yeah and i i've been saying this a lot lately is i'm just so disappointed like i feel like i i i don't feel like i i do know a lot about football and it just turns out where you know my plays plays get me in trouble like this week um you know martavis bryant with juju smith schuster back I had left Martavis Bryant on the bench. Uh, Rashard Matthews, who's my normal starter, was out again this week with the hamstring injury. So instead of starting Bryant in the lineup, which ended up giving me the victory last week when he got that touchdown against you, Ed, yeah. um, I went, my dad was playing Tyrod Taylor, which didn't help him at all, but it didn't help me because I figured I'd try to offset some of those points by starting, I picked up Zay Jones and started him, and he was a buster. Yeah. I don't know why I would do that. I just thought... The Bills would be playing from behind all game and have to sling it up, and he'd get some targets, and it kind of worked out that way where the Bills had to throw all game, but they just kind of sucked. Yeah, I mean, Tyrod, he's a little banged up. He had to get carted off with a knee injury, and I don't know if he's going to be playing or not this week. If I was the Bills, I probably would sit him since they're out of, I'm pretty sure they're out of playoff contention. Um, so we'll probably see uh, five interceptions in the first half. Peterman uh, going the Sunday, <laughs> but eh, we'll see. Hey, everybody out there that's listening, good luck in fantasy playoffs. Uh, we're rooting for you, especially if you, you reached out to us on Twitter or anything like that. Any of the social media outlets to get some fantasy advice. I know we get some text messages from some random people that listen, and uh, you know, daily fantasy. If you have any questions with that, you know, our boy Taylor, he still kills it. The three of us have that little text thread yeah. where you know we're texting every, each other all week long trying to figure out some stacks some good picks who the sleepers are who's cheap who we're gonna get so if you have any questions with that reach out to us and we'll be able to give you our advice and you know we we aren't winning the big big money yet but we're all in contention every single week so even even if it's uh golf where we've been into that lately too and we all have been cashing so reach Mm -hmm. out to us for any daily fantasy uh you know, obviously, if you miss playoffs, that's going to be your new outlet for the next uh, several weeks. And uh, 
Tom, you'll probably make fun of me for this, but I do have to give a, a shout out and good luck to my fiance Jess. She came in first place in her her uh, fantasy football league with your wife. I think you're what. Uh, and come in like Anne's fourth, in third, third place. Third place. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, sorry, don't try to dismiss sorry, her, Eddie. Sorry. Okay. So I, next year, I might be getting some fantasy advice from from her because <sighs> I, I'm not in first place in any league. I'm barely making playoffs in a month. And I so. like to I like to also note this too is the difference between wives here. Eddie helps his wife at home with the waiver wire pickups and who to sit start every week. That's not true. Even ask her. She you told me, me you even admitted to the waiver wire pickups the I other day. I picked up a kicker for her once. My wife is all about. It's the Real Housewives of Fantasy Football is the <laughs> league, and she said she's going to do it on her own, so she won't even let me look at her team. So, you know, if you guys have to cheat in your house, Ed, I don't know if it's because... <laughs> we don't cheat. You know, she, there's going to be... A, no, as my I brother told, said. Last year, last year, I told her to play Eli over Matt Ryan one week because he had a better matchup, and Matt Ryan outscored Eli by, like, 30 points, and she's like, I'm never taking advice from you again. Uh-huh. And, you know, fair enough. Uh, if I were her, I would be taking advice from me either. But. You know, but as my brother always says with my fancy championship, if your wife does win it all and get the trophy for her league, mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely put an asterisk next to that one. She's getting some help from a, a, a podcaster, a, a, a primetime picker. An industry dud. An industry dud. <laughs> uh, so good luck, Jess and Ann. Hopefully you guys face each other in the championship and uh, Ann wins it. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, let's get into our, our we'll, we'll call it the meat and potatoes. Uh, you know what's cheesy? I was thinking the same <laughs> thing, Eddie. That is so funny. The that meat and potatoes so of, our, of our show, uh, I think that's that's a copyright or patent pending uh, from Cabby, the producer. We're probably going to get a call from Lawyer Pete Yeah, from a producer Cabby. Yeah. Uh, but Tiger Woods returning this, this week, uh, putting up a solid performance in his first tournament back yes there were only 18 players but they're 18 of the best 18 of the best in the world at the hero world challenge he did have a pretty i don't want to say bad but it wasn't a great saturday but he still came tied for ninth um came what do you shoot eight eight or nine under yeah like yep, that. tied for ninth but here's the thing too is i want to say is, is you're talking about that saturday round if you look he shot 75 on paper <clears throat> and saying that you know he shot a 75 looks bad but if you look at everybody else in that round the, the lowest score was a 70 for the day mm-hmm. and he tied for the fifth lowest score with 75 yeah you know there were just other days where you know players excelled and you, you look he was that was his worst day he had Looking at his daily finishes, he mm-hmm. had two thirds, and uh, on days one and four, you know, and then on day two, he was fourth in the field for the day. Yeah, shooting a sixty-eight. So all in all, I, I hats off to the guy. Yeah, um, great performance. And how about did you see his odds like for the were, Masters? Yeah, they they went from like fifty to one, a hundred and one, a hundred, hundred to one. Down to it was I think fifteen to one like midway through round two. And that's where it's at fifteen to one now to win the Masters. I think there's only like a couple people in front of them, DJ and Spieth. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good things to take away from this round. Uh, he had seventeen birdies and two eagles. Yeah. the The bad thing was if you got a chance to watch some of his golf this weekend. And uh, the, I, I'm lousy at this part of the game. This is the worst part of my game for sure. Was that you know, 15 to 20 yard radius off the green? You know, I'm terrible there. And you watched him. He still had the yips. Left a couple short. Uh, had a couple where if he left short, he was going to go in the bunker. So he opted to hit like a a low two skipper and leave it like 30, 40 feet, you know, past the pin and give himself a hopeful two putt. 
so I think once he shores that part of his game up, he's back. He was smoking his drives down the middle. He let DJ know he's coming back for that title. Uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, I just hope we see him again soon. I don't think he really said when his next tournament that he's going to play in is. But, you know, hopefully early 2018 when the season starts back up again, uh, maybe we'll see him, who knows when, maybe Honda Classic or um, Torrey Pines, somewhere. somewhere yeah, I, th- the, I think he's, he's going to play spring. a lot of more p- competitive golf next year, especially after watching what he did here. You know, he was able to hit the fairway woods out of the fairway. Oh, he was crushing his drives. Him. Yeah. What was it? He had on the one par five... Like 277 to the green, hit an iron, and it was long enough for the green. But he was trying to play a little, uh, a little fade back into the wind, and it had a little too much fade and hit the top side of the green side bunker and rolled back in. But they even said that's that you know he he probably planned on that you know playing that much fade. If the wind helped out, mm-hmm. it helped out. But if it didn't, that was the spot to be because then like it was just a net. straight on shot from the bunker. And they're all <laughs> solid bunker players in the PGA. Yeah. But 277 with an iron. Yeah. Uh, we were texting with Taylor that day. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're like, that's a good poke off the tee. Yeah. Um, hey, who knows? Tiger, nothing but the best of love for you here at the Point After Show. We're rooting for you. Obviously, if it's you and Phil and the Masters on a Sunday, I'd love that more than anything else in the world. But I would probably have to choose Phil. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, yeah. golf, the golf world would explode, I think, if that happened. I think it would be Even the most watched. contention. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger still brings the ratings, and a lot of the players, although obviously they enjoy beating one of the greatest golfers of all time nowadays, you know they they know that if it wasn't for Tiger, you know the paychecks and the endorsements wouldn't be where they are today. And whether or not you agree or disagree with what he did off the course, you you owe a lot of thanks to this guy. Yeah, you know. And if you ever want to get a little party on in the area give us a call we'll throw it <laughs> whether you agree or disagree what he did off the course yeah i don't think a lot of people would ag- agree but i guess yeah listen, listen man you don't know what was going on behind closed doors no that's true right you don't know what she was like yeah that's true. He, he, it wasn't like he was committing domestic violence he was out he had an addiction eddie so now you uh you know Putting everybody with an addiction problem down? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know. There's there's all sorts of different addictions. You could be addicted to gambling, addicted to point-after-show hoodies. Guilty, could, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Addicted to, to, to sex and I'll drugs. I'll have to go to uh, Rock and roll. Treatment but, for that. Hey, Tiger, let us know if you're in the neighborhood. We'll take you out for a round, drink some beers, and uh, you show us the rest. Yeah, play some golden tea. See how good you are at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's get into a college playoffs. Uh, college football playoffs are coming up. Conference championships. Tom, I know you. Uh, we we talked a little about about this before the show. Conference championships. Do they even really matter anymore? Well, this, yeah. You know, Ed, I, I asked you this earlier. Is is yeah. with the college football playoffs now? You look. You had Ohio State. I know they had a, a lousy loss there to Iowa earlier in the year, um, but they beat what uh, two top five teams this year? Yeah. I think, uh, and they won the conference championship against an undefeated Wisconsin, and failed to get into the playoffs. Instead, they opted to take two teams from the SEC, and one that didn't even get to the conference championship because they had a loss. Unfortunately, it happened when it did in the season, and that's mm-hmm. what kept them out of the championship. But um, 
I don't know. I, obviously, it's a big business, big money business, so they're going to keep the conference championships. But obviously, I think through the last two years of the college football playoff committee coming together and picking who they pick to play, I think it kind of showed us that the conference championships mean dog shit other than dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you agree with that? No, I agree with that, yeah. So, you know, having said that and put the conference championships to bed, basically, as money ma- uh, other than money makers, do you think that they got it right this year with the top four, Clemson, uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alabama. Obviously not in that order. Oklahoma's two. <clears throat> I don't know. I think Ohio State should have been in there. Who would you put them in over, though? You know, you, you can't. I, I guess the only person Alabama. is Alabama. That's Alabama. the only one, right? But, you know, I ask people that question, too, is if you had, if you're a bookmaker, mm-hmm. right, and, or just us sitting in this studio, yeah, and we're sitting here. and We're talking about Ohio State versus Alabama on a neutral field. Mm-hmm. What do you think the line would be? I would think Alabama would be favorites, right? By probably like six. I would say six and a half. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, you know, that's what I said to all those people out there that Maybe were like, a oh, they would be like four, four and a half. Either way, they're yeah. still the favorite, right? On yeah. a neutral field, you know. I said to a lot of people that, are, oh, Ohio State got screwed. They should have been in. I pose that question, okay, if Ohio State versus Alabama on a neutral field, what's the line going to be? Mm-hmm. And they all said the same thing. I'm like, well, then how could you say Ohio State deserved to be in over, you know? Yeah. You look at the conferences that they play in, you yeah. know, uh, as my father-in-law calls it, the slow 10 instead of the big 10. And, uh, you know, the SEC, let's be honest, that's that's the most dominant conference, I oh, think, in football. it has been for years, yeah. Uh, you know, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, th- those are toughest teams and they have the toughest schedules obviously the uh, toughest conference schedules they play like you know akron state university college of temple or something you mm-hmm. know when they're not playing conference games um but i think they got it right this year i really do uh, and it's unfortunate like i said that the conference championships obviously mean dog shit nowadays but they have the four best teams that's what they're there to do is put yeah. the four best teams in the country up against them you know it would have been a tough decision for them to make if uh, it was Wisconsin that won the Big Ten. Because then I think Alabama misses out. Wisconsin's in, undefeated, Big Ten. UCF was undefeated, won their yeah. conference championship this year. Uh, obviously, they're not in. Yeah. But, or they finished you know, fifth or sixth or something like that. Yeah, something lower than that even, I think, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, who knows? So, hey, let me ask you, who do, who do you like this year? Who, who wins? You have uh, Clemson versus Alabama, first round, and Georgia versus Oklahoma. Who do you have in the championship? Those are tough games. It's going to be awesome. They are. It's going to be awesome. Um, Clemson, Alabama, like tough defenses, both yeah, sides of the ball. I, I called. We we had a discussion about college football a while back, and I it, you and I think you and Cavi gave me a little bit of of shit on Clemson because they it was the week or two after they lost to Syracuse. Yep, and um, they were my pick to win, so I'll go with I'll go with Clemson. Clemson, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup, I think, with the the young quarterback Bryant there, right? Uh, Clemson, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for him to get it done with Alabama. I honestly, I think this is when Clemson's luck runs out. I don't want to say luck; they're a solid team, solid team. But I think they're going to just unfortunate that they're going to run into Alabama yeah. in the first round of the playoffs. And I think Alabama will be favored in this game, and I think they're going to actually win the game. That's just my take. I, I think that I think they win by. A, a fairly good margin, like close to a touchdown. But it, has the line come out or anything yet? Or uh, no? I'm sure it's probably out. What, let, let's talk yeah. about the Georgia-Oklahoma game. And while well, I'm looking up the line, 
Uh, I this is another tough one. Um, Georgia's been solid all year, and I don't think they didn't get really much love until the end of the year. Georgia? Yeah. Georgia was number two at one point in the country. Maybe I'm thinking like early on they were in the teens for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they like beat 14. Notre Dame by one. Yeah, um, but I mean, in Oklahoma's just been solid. Um, I don't know. I'll. I'm sh- I'm guessing Oklahoma will probably be favored. So I'll go with Georgia. I'll go with the two underdogs. Okay. So you know, here's my take on that game, real quick. Is I think Oklahoma hasn't played a defense like Georgia, and Georgia hasn't played an offense like Oklahoma yet. So it's going to be interesting dynamic to see how those two play. You know, you have Fromm, the true freshman for Georgia, quarterbacking. Um, let's see how he does under the big spotlights. Obviously, yeah. he, they were able to uh, right the wrongs against Alab- Auburn and get the SEC championship after they got beat up the first game. Uh, so here are the spreads right now. Alabama is favored by two over Clemson, and Georgia-Oklahoma is a pick em. Oh, wow. And the over-under in that game is 60. I love the under. Yeah? All day, every You're not day. an under guy either. No, I'm never an under guy, so that means they probably score like 80. <laughs> but I think Georgia's offense is going to be tough to handle for Oklahoma, and I think, I think Georgia's going to get it done there. So you have Georgia versus... I have Georgia and Clemson. Georgia and Clemson. I have Georgia versus Alabama. So who do you think wins the national championship? I'll go Georgia. I'll go with uh, Joey Wilson's team. Jay Will. Yeah, I'm going to... It's going to be great. You know, this, this is going to be, in my honest opinion, this should have been the SEC championship, obviously, but obviously, you know, they, they play by records and mm-hmm. conference and everything. But the true SEC championship will play will be played this year in the championship of college football playoffs, and it'll be Georgia versus Alabama. We're going to know who the true dog is of the country. So who, who do you pick? And I think it's going to be the Georgia Bulldogs are going to yeah. come out. All right. I think it's going to be a great freaking game. I can't wait to watch that That barn burner. It's going to be good. Defense battle for sure. There's a lot of speed going both sides of the ball, and Georgia's going to take it down. All right, I like it. So there you go. I so think we both have the Bulldogs win it do. all. Uh, Joey Mazza, Gamble247, he uh, actually placed a bet a few weeks ago. It was uh, Georgia wins the national championship plus 800. So he has a little nice little bet on there. So That's not a bad little No, bet. it worked out because yeah. you know until they won the SEC championship, they were on the outside looking in until this past, yeah. this past poll came out. So Joe Boo, rooting for you, buddy. Let's Good get luck, it man. done. So let's move into uh, NFL. A lot of stuff going on. We'll talk about the main story probably that happened recently. The Giants. The Sox. The Sox is favorite team. Yeah. You can't spell eliminate without Eli. Ain't agreeable? <laughs> so we got Coach Ben McAdoo getting shit canned and the general manager, Jerry Reese. Not Mike's to be, cousin? Not to be confused with Jerry Rice or Mike Reese. I think it's Mike's cousin. Is it Mike Reese? I Chris think so. <laughs> Uh, both both fired. Um, I think it came down to well, obviously their two and ten record, um, but also their decision to bench Eli. There was a lot of people just up in arms and questioning and basically hate for the decision to bench Eli for Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith could have had a lot worse game. That I I thought the Raiders were just going to pick him off like six times, but then again, the Raiders only have one interception all year. Um, but yeah, it's it's bad 
it's bad right now for, for the Giants. I don't know yeah, what else to sure. say besides it's just they turn into the, the Jets in New York. Oh, uh, that's funny. The Jets actually got the win this week. Yeah. Jets look pretty solid. Yeah. My, here's my take on it. I think this firing came one week too late. You know, they ruined uh, the face of the franchise for so many years. They won them two Super Bowl. And here's the thing. Let me, let me go back first. I don't think Eli Manning is that great of a quarterback. He won him two Super Bowls. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, which I totally disagree with. Um, you know, other than the two Super Bowls, he really doesn't have the stats to show me he's uh, Hall of Fame status. But because of the two Super Bowls, he'll slide his way in, and he's a Manning, right? So having said that and beat up on Eli a little bit after his benching and he cried in the locker room, I think that this firing came uh, a week too late. You know, there was no point unless they were going to bring in the rookie QB to see what he had yeah. to bench Eli. Because obviously, Geno Smith's not your quarterback of the future. Let's be honest. He's bounced around. He got knocked out in his own locker room a few times over some cash with his other players. And he's not a good quarterback. You know, and it doesn't matter what system he's in, he's not going to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And to bench a Hall of Fame quarterback for. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to just put it. Like, ch- he's still change. an elite athlete. It's so basically let, let, just like a change of scenery. Yeah, it's, it's you know? McAdoo looking. This, you know, McAdoo, this is his all-in right here. He mm-hmm. said, I'm going to get fired unless we can win. And mm-hmm. Eli's not going to win us this game. Let me try throwing this at him. Um, and it didn't work. I, I think if McAdoo didn't bench Eli and they were able to pull off the victory this week, he may have been uh, both McAdoo and, and Reese were able to survive through the season, pass it off to owners that it was, you know, OBJ got hurt, you know, uh, Brandon Marshall got hurt. These are the dogs that we brought in this year. The defense has actually been very lousy. They were like top five defense last year in the NFL, and this year they came out and they're just getting torched all over the place. You know, the coach didn't have the locker room, I guess, as a lot of the players said. Um, But end of the day, benching Eli was the wrong decision. That was just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Do you think the camel's back was broken before this, though? Do you think, like, he knew that he was going to be fired? And then, like you said, kind of like it was a last-ditch effort. If I do something, the point zero zero one percent that Geno Smith has a huge game and does everything right, um, maybe it'll keep my job alive for the rest of the season. But there's that 9999 eight percent chance that whatever happened happened and that he was just willing to roll the dice and you know put all his money on double zero yeah i guess i i you know I, yeah I that's the only thing you could think of right yeah that's the only thing i could think of um eli's talking about retiring now well his dad was archie was coming out saying he's so heartbroken he's retiring maybe he could work on his jingles with peyton um <laughs> But I hope they do some commercials together. Hopefully he does retire and those two get into that. You know, they have some funny commercials, but. I love a reality show. Like yeah. The, like the ball. Hey, ball McAdoo family. deserved it. They were junk. Uh, you know, Jerry Reese for allowing McAdoo to get rid of Eli last week was piss poor decision for the whole organization. Yeah. And it made them just look bad as even worse than they already looked with their losing. Um, and I don't think their defense. I know you, you mentioned the defense earlier. I don't think they're that bad. I think because they. They started off the year, the defense was pretty good for like the first like three or four weeks, and then I think they realized how bad of a team they actually are once they had some injuries. And like when your number one right wide receiver is Tavares King for like four weeks, you know there's something wrong. Oh, yeah. Evan um, Ingram was basically all yeah, they had on offense. So I, I think 
I think the defense gave up with the rest of the team and the organization for the rest of the year. Yeah, eh, you know what? I'm not a Giants fan. Never really was. I don't even think they deserve those two Super Bowls. So what really happens with that organization, I'm okay it's with. A conspiracy theory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm okay with it. But so uh speaking of the team they beat in the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's go into the Patriots with the Gronk one game suspension. This comes at a, a crucial time in playoffs. Oh, fantasy for fantasy world. playoffs. But I know we, we did discuss this before the show. Was it a people are calling it a dirty hit? It was just a, a, I don't know. No, it was, it was a, a dirty it was, hit. It was a Gronk hit. <laughs> nah, it was a scumbag move. And there's no yeah, place there's, in football and there's, for it. But there's no there was no rhyme or reason for it. It was just him jumping on top of a guy eight seconds after the play was already yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. And you know what I yeah uh, what I said to you before the show when we were you know figuring up our lineup mm-hmm. was that. You see this shit happen all the time with the offensive line and linebackers when they're in the pile. There's always one idiot that jumps on top too late and hits somebody or hurts somebody, you know, and it's kind of dismissed maybe with a 15-yard penalty, right? Here's my take, is if you didn't have all these big-time analysts coming out saying, oh, that was dirty, Gronk needs to be suspended, he wouldn't be suspended for sure, Right. You look at A.J. Green a few weeks back with Jalen Ramsey. He literally grabs around the neck, throws him to the ground, starts punching him in the in the helmet, and he only gets a $42,000 fine. Gronk kind of dives on top of a guy. It was kind of, a, like I said, it was a dirty move, and he gets a one-game suspension. And then you compare it to also the Mike Evans. Mike Evans got one-game suspension. Mm-hmm. But his was, you know... A guy started with Jameis Winston. He runs across the field full speed and just absolutely murders the guy and then throws the fist of cuffs on him, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you have three different scenarios there. Gronk never threw a punch, and yet he's getting a suspension. I, I, I know they said he's going to appeal it. You know, uh, His agent, Drew Rosenhaus, came out today and said they're going to appeal it. They think yeah. it's BS, too. I think it's BS. Make him pay a fine. He yeah. came out right after the game and was like, that's not me. That I don't know what I was thinking. I was in the game kind of deal. Yeah. But, again, you watch... Any game, I guarantee it, any game, mm-hmm. and you'll see two or three hits like that with offense alignment on the game. But I think the fact that it, I mean. But it was just so isolated. They were over on the sideline by themselves. There were like two people standing around, and it was like obviously right on prime television, and him doing that. Yeah. I, think, I, I think that's what. But I do agree. I don't think, like, yeah, it should have been a personal foul, whatever, and a fine. Yeah. A suspension fine. that is kind of ridiculous. Uh, Eddie, yeah, we agree, buddy. I know that's a that's a ridiculous move. Yeah, because you see, yeah, he didn't throw any punches. He wasn't deliberately trying to hurt anybody. Well, I guess uh, what I read that the guy ended up with a concussion. Mm. Come on, yeah, you know, don't give me that shit. No, I don't believe that. I'm not uh, fake news. Yeah, speaking of Gronk, fake news and Gronk. Well, no, I don't want. Fake news that doesn't have anything to do with this next topic. <laughs> but uh, we won't be seeing his touchdown spike celebration next week. But we wanted to talk about just the NFL celebrations, touchdown celebrations in general. Like, is it too much? Do you like it? Do you, What are your thoughts? Here's my, you know, I, I talking to a few people the last couple days, I, I had a couple different takes on this. Like, one... You know, they were so strict, NFL was so strict on uh, celebration policy, mm-hmm. you know, for a while now, that they're called the No Fun League. Yeah. All of a sudden, they loosen that up. Now you have all these random celebrations with not just the person that scores or has a big play. They're bringing the whole team involved, like, 
10, 15 people posing for pictures. You know, I saw the Chargers. Was it the Chargers? I forget. One of the games, they had an interception, and they're all doing the layup drill uh, on the goalpost, <laughs> you know? Um, then you had the other one where they were doing the free throw line. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. You're excited. You know, it's like, look at what I found. I found the shiny object in the sand. I'm, this is awesome. But at the same time, I think there's either two things. One, they need to skim it back a little bit because then, you know, you have those big, I'm not watching the NFL or guys anymore that still kind of watch the NFL and they see this and they're going to find this as another reason not to watch NFL because these guys are over celebrating, I guess. Yeah. So the NFL is going to pull back a little on the reins and say, listen, there's celebrations, but only the person that scores or has the big play can celebrate, you know? Mm -hmm. Or. I see this as a one-year fad where, like, okay, we got it out of our system. You know, it's like, look at me. I got some freedom. I'm going to do everything I can. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, I still have the freedom, whatever. You know, I, I, I think it might be a, either a one-year gig or it's going to be scaled back. Yeah, I think it's, it's almost like a college that's been like a dry campus for like 15 years. And then all of a sudden they allow alcohol and all the kids just go fucking crazy. All the kids are puking all over yeah, the, all it's, over the it's street. It's not going to end well. Frat parties are, are crazy. Beer bonging, uh, yeah, but no, I I think they're taking it too far. Like, some of the stuff is funny and, and clever, I guess. Like when on, on Thanksgiving when they were passing around, like, someone was the, the turkey plates. and they're passing around the plates, yeah. But it's almost like they probably spend. That was the Vikings. Yeah, it was the Vikings. But it like to orchestrate this, they probably spend hours each week thinking of uh, a touchdown. Celebration yeah. and then like practicing it at practice. Oh yeah, when they can be doing other conditioning drills, running and routes, running routes, and practicing plays that'll actually win them the game. I do think they they're taking it a little bit too far, but some of the stuff is pretty entertaining. I have to admit it. Oh, it's it's funny for sure. I'm just worried for them. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm like the the big mother coming out saying, "Okay, hey, that's awesome." Big mother Tommy. <laughs> You guys are throwing snowballs. Maybe not throw too many, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff is just stupid, like playing hot potato and, like, I don't know. They're beating away. up the track Keep race away. stuff. The track race and, you know, like, oh, now we're going to no longer a track race. We're going to pretend we're a team and hand off the baton. Like, yeah. Just, let's think outside the box. Like, here's my thing. Is T.O. was the best at this stuff. You know, when he did the popcorn, he brought out the Sharpie out of his sock <laughs> and signed the football. Like, yeah. T.O. was the originator of the celebration. Going out to the, the Dallas Cowboys star, you know, yeah. that, that's cool. All that stuff's cool in my book, and, and I think we need more of that instead of, like, the team celebrate. Go out and yeah. celebrate with the fans. They're the ones who but yeah, are the paying team celebrations, now they're, like, posing, taking selfies in, in the end zone. Like, there's, like, 14 players and out there. And I know how Eddie zone. hates the selfies. Oh, I, I hate selfies. They should be deleted from the Internet in uh-huh. Everything. Hang on, let me take a selfie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I don't like them. I think they should be cut back, even though they are pretty entertaining sometimes. So, E, let me ask you this question. Talk about celebrations real quick. I know we're getting kind of late into the show. What's up? But let me ask this. Who do you think is going to be celebrating at the end of the season here in the NFL? Give me a, throw an NFC, AFC, and then <clears throat> Super Bowl champ out. For a while, I did want to see the Turnpike Super Bowl. Uh, That'd be awesome. That would be just sweet. be... Uh, me and you know a couple coworkers, we we talk about it every now and then. How it would just be awesome to see the Pennsylvania Super Bowl between the the Steelers and the Eagles, and I mean it, it could happen. Um, I I do think the Patriots are going to be tough to beat. Um, Steelers are if, you know if they 
end up facing them. Which, well, they play week 15. Yeah, they do play week 15. In the 15. regular season. And then and they'll definitely play some point in the playoffs, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think so that's... So, who do you got? You're beating around the bush, Yuri. I know you said you like the Turnpike <clears throat> Super Bowl, but... I don't know. I like Seattle. They've been playing good, too, though. I don't know. It's it's, it's tough. tough it right? is tough. The NFC is the toughest. Yeah, I agree. Like, they have a whole can of uh, teams over there that I think yeah. are all potential. It's all Saints are good. Saints. You know, even I know Carolina doesn't have anybody right now, and I know they lost to the Saints convincingly this week, but mm-hmm. they're solid. Um, you know, they're going to get Greg Olson finally, hopefully comes back. They have a three-game home stretch here coming down the playoff season mm-hmm. now. Um, you have the Rams, the Vikings who are all phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. It like is. you said, you know, the you got Philly, Seattle, Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> like NFC's toughest. It I is. think and you know, I, I know I'm an AFC fan because I'm a Steelers guy, but the NFC is always the toughest conference mm-hmm. there is. And I don't care what anybody says, it's it's been like that. You know, you have the most dominant team in the AFC with, you know, obviously the Patriots. Yeah. But, you know, the conference in general, I'm going to NFC. I'd have to agree with that. I mean, AFC, there, there's some decent teams in the AFC, too. Jags? Yeah, Jags, yeah. I I don't know, I don't know. You have Steelers. I think it's going to be Steelers um, or Patriots coming out of the AFC. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's, see anybody beating those they two They are teams. the two dominant teams there. Yeah. Um, you never know. So who do you like? Give me your, your Super Bowl matchup right now. Your prediction. God damn it. <clears throat> Plus, it'd be interesting. I'll buy you a little time here. It'd be okay. interesting to see Minnesota. Right? They're a Super Bowl contender this year. Yeah. And they're playing. They'd be playing a home game. How crazy would that be? Yeah. I mean, right? the only other time I've ever seen that was like Ace Ventura <laughs> when the Miami Dolphins played in Miami. Uh-huh. But so, yeah, I I I I have to go Patriots repeat. Patriots repeat. Who do they yeah. play? I'll go Eagles. Patriots versus Eagles. Yeah. And Eddie likes the Patriots. What about you? I'm go. I'm going that Turnpike Super Bowl. Oh yeah. So yeah. Both like I the think, Eagles. I think uh, Big Ben is going to rally the team and tell everybody, listen, like you know. My career's coming to an end. Antonio Brown's late 20s. You yeah. know, Lev Bell's the only, you know, obviously Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant are still young. Jesse James is still kind of young. Um, offensive line is built, but, you know, without a quarterback, let's be honest. Look at, look at, look at Green Bay, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers goes down. I know they won yesterday, and they kind of had a game against the Steelers, but they're still nothing like they were with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers and Big Ben are the same player. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a tier above Big Ben for sure. Yeah. Um, but I still think Big Ben's going to ha- say, hey, listen, I don't know how many seasons I have left. You know, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the fragile body that's one hit away from being done for a career with my age in the consideration. Plus he takes so, pops too. Yeah. Over the years, he's yeah. taken some hits. And so this is my, my basically our last run at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get out there, especially with the Lev Bell and his contract situation, yeah. right? So I think he's going to have that motivation in there. Tomlin's a guy that get a team fired up. And I think they're actually going to win the AFC this year. And I think the Eagles, you know, they have a solid defense. I know it didn't really show last night. They gave up 24 to Seahawks, who have been hot lately. Yeah. But I know there's a bunch of us that said if it's the Eagles-Steelers Super Bowl, we're going to try to get some cheap 
two thousand dollar tickets uh, they're, they're, and set up nosebleeds. Like Thirty five hundred bucks. Each. We're looking for nosebleeders. You know, I'll sit in the comfort of my own. I'll room I'll stand up. You know, here's the thing, Ed. Like, how many times are you going to go to a Super Bowl in your life? Hopefully, never. most people never go. Yeah. It's the experience, though. It's not. It's not watching the game. It's the whole experience. Like, if we said we'd go Thursday to Monday, and live it up for that weekend, the extended weekend. So I'm going Steelers Eagles. Do it up. But here's a here's a turn. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win it all. It's their time and and beat the Steelers. I think, think they finally get a championship. They have the team for it. They have the offense, defense. I thought when some of the offensive line went down, injuries this year, mm-hmm. I thought, hey, this is when Carson Wentz is going to show that you know he's only what second year quarterback. No, the rest of the offensive line stepped up. Wentz makes plays still. Yeah, I think uh, Steelers won't have the D in that matchup to uh, go with that high paced offense. This week, though, I know Ertz is in concussion protocol, and he's had concussions before. That'd be a big body if he had to miss a couple games yeah. or a big player. And their run game is still, I mean, with with the acquisition of Ajayi, I thought he would be their main guy and just kind of phase out Blunt. Blunt. Yeah. But they have a rotation with Clement and Wendell Smallwood, who hasn't seen the field in weeks, but he's he's healthy now. Yeah. But they have him back there too if they ever need somebody. And I think I think they have a good, solid like. None of them are fantasy viable. I don't think any of those uh, running backs because they're not gonna. No, neither one of them or any of them are gonna see more than probably. Oh yeah. Fifty sixty percent of it's gonna be hot touches. hand hot hand every week. Yeah. And if anything, I would say maybe Blunt, if it's a shitty team, because they'll probably just pound pound the who ball cares? at the end. Well, um, plus, who cares, right? If he gets hurt, you still have a giant back But there. like you saw Clement, he got a lot of the work because they were they were playing catch-up yeah. um, in last night's game. So, so when they play Mustard, they're going to go Blunt? Yeah. Was that a bad? That was bad. It's pretty bad. You said okay. catch-up? Oh. They were playing catch-up? Well, Anyways, bad, wow. bad, bad one there. That, oh. You know, you're, I, I just think they get it done this year. This is going to be their Super Bowl year, and it sucks because I think they're going to be playing the Steelers and they're going to get the win. And Big Ben and the Steelers are going to go out, you know. Heads held high, knowing that they made it to the championship. Finally, It is cool having both uh, Pennsylvania teams doing, doing well in the regular season. So However, think. playoffs pan out, I mean, I wish them both good luck. There are no Raiders in my book. In my Alshon eyes, Jeffrey got that big contract extension yeah, four too. Years, right? So that shows that uh, they're committed. Yeah. So good luck, uh, both Pennsylvania teams. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for the Turnpike Super Bowl. And I think that's all we have for you this week. Good luck to everybody in playoffs, fantasy uh, playoffs. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Check us out on Twitter at Point After Show and subs- and like us on Facebook at not at but just the Point After Show. Tom, what else? Uh, is that it? Did That's I miss all anything? we got. Thanks for listening. We always appreciate it. We love you guys. We're going to get this thing rolling again. Yeah. Ed and I were Tweet talking us. out there. Tweet us. We were talking. We're getting rolling. We are. Picture me rolling. Tupac. <laughs> all right. Later, guys. Later.